This is Frameform. Hey everyone, Claire here. During the upside down times of the last two years, screen dance artists were living, meeting, watching, and practicing online. If you are in the screen dance online sphere, you probably noticed the impeccably curated and presented Duet with Camera. Duet with Camera is an initiative dedicated towards sustaining the growing area of interdisciplinary practice, experimentation, and collaboration in dance and cinema, with a focus in cultivating a pioneering space for screen dance learning, teaching, creating, and researching in India. The instigator of Duet with Camera, Sumedha Bharachaya, is an accomplished artist whose own online space is a treasure trove of reflections and analysis of screen dance from both micro and macro lenses. I encourage you, either before or after you listen to this, to spend a few hours diving into her work and her reflections on it. I was so thrilled to speak with Sumeda and came away from this conversation bursting with ideas and inspiration. I hope you do too. Sumeda Bharachaya, thank you so much for joining us on Frameform today. Thank you so much, Claire, um, for inviting me here. And yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that there is this chance to speak about things that I really love and I'm passionate about with people who are passionate about. So great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so thrilled to speak to you as well. Funnily enough, I actually want to start with the logo of your website. It has it's a very uh, circular kind of um, logo that almost has a circle expanding both outwards and inwards. And I don't think that there's a better representation for your work than that. So many artists I see, there's so few who really interrogate their role in the form as deeply as you do, yet expand it so much as you do too through, uh, through the online community. But I actually want to start at the very, very beginning. And I'm very interested to know, like, what was your first encounter with dance on film? My first encounter with dance on film, um, if you ask me like the earliest memory of like as a, as a child, then I could say um, like, you know, just walking into um, a single plex theater, right? Like where you have just one movie running for different sh- show times. And, uh, and it was, a, it was called uh, a, it was called Lakshmi Mandir in in the kind in the place um, that I used to stay in Jaipur, and I remember like just you know going, walking with my parents and watching the show of one particular superstar of uh, Bollywood, um, and it was Amir Khan who was the uh, superstar. Just that there was a dance sequence, and that was like you know when you see dance uh, on film, more of like that kind of a with a spectacle view oh that was amazing to just see uh, the film's name was if i uh, remember correctly raja hindustani and there was a song which there was a folk element it was uh, it was a dance on desert that was like my earliest memory if you could but uh, like my encounter with the kind of dance on film that we're doing right now in this sort of contemporary context, I think it was during my master's program, actually, I was pursuing my master's in dance knowledge, practice and heritage. That's what it was called, this Erasmus Wunders program. And in the last semester, we were in University of Roehampton uh, in London. There was uh, uh, Professor Heike Salzar back then who was teaching us and I was auditing that course. Uh, the, the course call, was called Mediated Choreography. And that's where screen dance was introduced, actually. Of course, that was my, that just blew my, that course just definitely blew my mind because it was the beginning of something just like a movement. It started like within you and then this, there was this urge, you know. Yeah, it's fantastic that you learned from um, Heike Salzer as well. I really in- appreciate how they bring incorporate live performances and not only that live performance uh, mediated live performance work as a part of a screening yeah I mean it's just was before that there was this idea of dance and this concept of dance that we know how we know dance right like we know dance Mm -hmm. because it is the way it is um and through series of knowings of what dance can be but this kind of knowing where dance is via seen through a very different lens of film maybe it was always there but you know just the way in which uh, the invitation was uh, of seeing um, it through a very di- different lens it's almost like you're also reimagining 
the dance that we know what dance is like it's not just rhythmic movement of the body in space but it's more than that and that's more than thing happened you know um i guess in this introduction to dance on screen yeah i was i remember when i first started as well i was just seeing like how many different ways can choreography manifest through literally every single stage of creation of the process and how do we really conceptualize the screen I mean the screen in screen dance as well this is something that's very I'm always very interested in looking at your work and seeing how the camera and how really the this notion of the camera lens and the screen and sort of the space in between manifests specifically when it comes to uh, I was watching the performance I believe it is actually the duet with camera where you're doing the Katak performance that has um, like a camera almost in the corner but we don't see or at least uh, through the video I didn't see the what the camera was actually looking at there's sort of almost like the being of the camera I'm very actually very interested what kind of questions do you have at the moment regarding the relationship of the body and camera and how have those questions evolved since you first became exposed to screen dance? I think before I answer that question, I just have to thank you for uh, sharing that insight about uh, the logo that you mentioned because uh, uh, it was, it's like very few people like, like even like, I think I've, I've actually seen that, like you, you've seen, literally seen the uh, logo in a way. So it was very like you know intuitive but it sort of came across and i'm really thankful that you, you mentioned about the logo in the initial uh, conversation itself um, and it is actually what it is you know it was about this um, there is this lens but you have this movement around this lens uh, with that um, with a very um, unformed uh, line or whatever you call it a circle like it's not a circle but it's still a circle but it's almost like uh, formless kind of a space um, so yeah just wanted to um, uh, share that and now moving on to the question that you asked what are the questions that I have with the performance so let me just build the context with the performance itself because you mentioned this and it means a lot that you were able to you know spend time to look at it um, um, it has a very it's a very short uh, excerpt of the larger performance where actually I was looking at this conversation between um um, just between this aspect of uh, gaze and how a dancer has this gaze of, on her and how she corrects, you know, how she gradually corrects movements uh, again and again. And that's like a repetition almost um, to, to form a perfect or whatever perfect or a, a choreography, which has been built with all these, you know, corrections slash uh, improvements slash amendments you know so that is what that performance actually was just to repeat one sequence of a kathak composition and start to do again and again but what happens when um, the dancer um, tries to lose herself and finds that sort of liberation and then again coming back and it's almost like this negotiation that I wanted to work with uh, that's all. Uh, and it was this beginning. Like, of course, that was just the beginning because I had just a seven or a ten minute uh, slot to perform. And I've never uh, thought about uh, the camera uh, being um, on stage ever. So camera almost became uh, a representation of a god character because in Kathak we have a lot of mythological characters, you know, that we pray or like that we sort of represent or invoke during the performance in the storytelling mm -hmm. and I was like okay this is a camera and of course in my thought process there was this aspect of uh, oh uh, anyhow I'm uh, you know invoking someone I can't see and here you are uh, what would be that confrontation of if the you know it's almost like those dystopian <laughs> things like you know oh what would if what would happen if the camera was the character of the uh, of the god itself and that changed the choreography right so it's almost like you're praying you're submissive to it but also you're like getting away from it in a way so yeah that's how that performance was built and the questions have been always there like uh, from since then um who is seeing 
who is being seen. There's just a relationship between the dancer and the camera person. Like right now also remains the same, the questions, which are also actually uh, PhD questions as well, that there ha- there's definitely happened something between, um, like I, you might have seen dance uh, films, which in its output, uh, you see almost like, hmm, it might not be such a collaborative process. Like you see that there is this, something is missing or there's an intimacy, you know, that that seems to be missing. And Yeah, like every, everyone's staying in their lane, but calling it like a collaboration in a way. Exactly, right? Like it's almost like dance and film and then integration, but not transformation. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? So um, I think I'm very curious in what happens when actually, when the camera presses record, what happens before the processes that, you know, these dancer and the camera person can go through, conversation intimate conversations and what changes and I've experienced that with another with cinematographer I worked with uh, that we just shared very vulnerable memories of our um, of our childhood uh, of our mothers for example of our grandmothers and that just changed the way in which we approach the choreography it was almost very intuitive we were almost like breathing together <laughs> it never happened in the first place because we just entered the studio and I remember we were just like choreography Camera on, press record, done. And I think that there's this sort of breaking of these, some of these hierarchies that sometimes get ingrained in the process of, well, creating film work in general, where really the, like the camera person, or I guess the person directing the camera is really held at a high regard and everything almost is in service to that. And there was sort of a paradoxical reaction I had when watching Duet with Camera as well, and that we do have the camera figure, but we also have a really, I mean, a really lovely multicam capture of that that's really approaching mm-hmm. it with a different intention as well. And in a product-oriented society, sometimes, like, the job is just to, like, press the camera and go. But, like, when you have that opportunity to be be vulnerable and really, you know, have that authentic dialogue, that's when... Authentic dialogue. The dialogue, exactly. It's not, like... You know, it's just I'm speaking to you something and you're responding to it. But it's almost like if there is a listening. There is some sort of just not responding for response sake. You know, it's listening. Just the absorption happens and something changes in that collaboration. And I think these are my, if yeah, these are the questions. What can make, how can we find, I mean, not only just, you know, research wise where, you know, there have been historically so many dance films in India, like dance in films is so, like it's so visually loaded culture, right? Uh, since the start. Oh, yeah. um, and, um, but very few research actually exists. Not very few. I mean, I'm even still looking, but just the aspect of what, you know, that uh, thing of, oh, what did the cinematographer briefed the dancer before or the choreographer? There's no such, there's nothing. And it's sort of ephemeral. Maybe it is meant to be, but With that aspect of, you know, um, classical dance forms, uh, most often uh, the kind of form that I'm also in is a classical Indian classical dance form. The looking is very static, like it's almost like you need to have a full body documentation, like that kind of um, to break out of that also. How do we begin to unpack those processes that can uh, be between the cinematographer, camera person, camera director? and the dancer um like if there was like this very super cool model of sorts of a designs of sorts and then you could you could play with it you could subvert it you could challenge it you could throw it away but it would be so lovely to have that right and that's where oh totally (laughs) yeah i mean as a performance i mean i i do performance documentation for a living essentially and like my favorite directive is you know i i'm not interested in documentation like just Mm. really just be you know dance dance with dance with the movement it's almost something even I mean I'm getting really in the weeds here with the the documentation but seeing um even like a half body uh frame in the chakar during your dance like I mean I I actually filmed quite a bit of Kratok myself and yeah you never ever do less than full body it really you really stay you know full body and I mean same with ballet too like always full body kept you know preserving that uh, body on camera. Uh, But something I'm really interested in, you have this beautiful article about the notion of a vulnerable camera and really having the body memory 
informing um, informing the movement and informing your responses. And I'm very interested in, in how often do you find yourself on performing actually with the camera itself? Context really matters because Kathak um, has always been a very visible uh, form or any kind of dance form is, I think, it so works with visibility a lot, like too much visibility, right? And there are these, um, and I think it's more of like more uh, through time, my artistic practice has evolved through just negotiating this inner aspect of wanting to be visible and also going away from that visibility. So, which is exactly what camera is also doing, but again, uh, what you visualize and what you invisibilize, you know, on the camera screen. Um, um, cam I think it was always that aspect, this introverted side of me that was, you know, that could be just like, okay, I don't want to be in the visible frame at all. I want to be in a space where I am able to hold and uh, the power of holding the camera and express what I want to express, you know. Um, so there was a sort of a, there was always this uh, shift of, I think there is this longing for a liberation or freedom from the kind of um, practice that you have been trained in. So camera became that a gesture for that long game for me. And it has always been not just because during the camp, like I wasn't introduced dance on like with the camera. I've been always photographing much, much before uh, looking at my father, for example, he was the one who, you know, had a camera. Uh, he was the one who was documenting the family. Uh, uh, and uh, I think camera was always a very important part of uh, my childhood and just, you know, shooting and going for photo walks and stuff. But never did I want to um, actively pursue it until when, you know, uh, I really felt that need for finding a source of uh, freedom to um, to express myself. Right now, I'm very uh, much uh, behind the camera or even just want to direct the camera movement uh, with the dancer and try to do that more than being the subject myself. But again, uh, working, I'm working on something right now this uh this month which where i'll be both and that will be challenging because i've not done that so yeah that's going to be challenging i mean because it's there is just direction yes but also the subject is also me um so it is a creative challenge to play with let's see yeah so you're i mean you're, you're, the subject is you is someone else actually operating the camera or yes somebody oh, okay. else is operating the camera yeah but the direction and this uh, entire, you know, thing of who will, how you would shoot it and that, you know, choreographic exercises that you want to go through with the camera person would uh, would need to be, um, like, I feel like I would need to work with him or her. I'm not even sure who this camera person is going to be <laughs> right now. So, but yeah, it's, it's just almost the directorial eye is um, both now be behind the camera, but also... The movement design, for example, uh, yeah. I salute anyone who wants to direct and perform in their <laughs> in their own film. I'm just like you know, one one or the other. I'm I'm probably going to be behind the camera here, but um, but something I really appreciate and something that I see is at least as a theme in descriptions of your work. The word I see come up quite often is the word care, and you actually mention in on your page that you are actually a primary caregiver yourself and also in an artistic statement you envision the viewership of the camera as like an artistic process for caring and contemplation how exactly does that manifest with your process and what are what are the different ways that you conceptualize care from an embodied position of a caregiver uh, you um, tend to work a lot with um, or learn to work over the time uh, with um, different kinds of abilities um, uh, and um, slowness and acceptance that has definitely informed the way in which you know even the aspect of trying uh, to collaborate uh, with cinematographer with a sense of collaboration at least uh, or with that sensitivity of collaboration uh, is that a step towards oh I care what how you will record me how we will have this conversation I don't want it to be just this moment of having a collaboration and we moving on in our lives. Um, but 
there is this before and after life of things that matter um, to me um, and I care about it. So um, that's where the entry point is coming in. Uh, so I think caring becomes sort of like a value that guides in a way the, the process of collaboration um, and hence that acceptance that it is not about uh, filming, getting a product, getting it done and it's done. So it's just being open to that aspect of the slowness part of things, you know, it might not work. As a caregiver, I have learned to be able to, you could say, be sensitive to the kind of abilities that that you see and the disabilities that you see. I might be disabled in different ways in which I do not understand um, the um, world of camera and filmmaking. And similarly, the cinematographer might also be just seeing the world of dance in a certain way and disabled in a way to not see uh, the dance in certain other ways, which is mm-hmm. unknown to him or her. That is where this entry point. So there definitely is a flux, right, of mm-hmm. being able to and not being able to, not familiar and the unfamiliar. As a caregiver, this has become so important to embrace that and start with that point where where are the things which are familiar to us, which are unfamiliar to us, mm-hmm. which um, can... Uh, then further guide the process of collaboration and which is not to do with oh we have to get something done and mm-hmm. a film done because we need to you know the the outward uh, outer worldly things um, that we need to figure out a way to reach out the festivals or just reach out you know send it out to, like it's almost like a product yeah. but how do we treat that more as a process in a way so it's okay to take three uh, three years down the line, two years down the line, but you know that process stays, I feel. So I actually wanted to talk about another type of care. And actually this, um, I believe curation, the word curation actually comes from a Latin root for caring and actually does mean caring for the work in a way. And you also um, have an initiative, uh, Duet with Camera, which not only connects people from all around the world, but also presents the Body and Lens Festival. Uh, Can you describe how that started and um, how it's expanded since? Wow, that's such a beautiful way to um, share, you know, about uh, caring and uh, curation and that building that connection because I, it's almost like when you feel like, oh, I had missed this thing out, I definitely uh, will actually now reflect upon it much more. Uh, this idea of caring through curation. Um, so yes, duet with camera began again. You know, with that aspect of the performance. Yes, there was this performance. There was a practice, my own individual creative practice, but also the the idea of building a community of practice where there are more people who can sustain um, dance um, as a shared creative practice. You know, uh, and during the pandemic, it began as a fellowship, as a part of a art based uh, practice based. Um, fellowship that I had gotten um, and I was sort of developing it as a part of that fellowship uh, by Kolkata Center for Creativity and mm-hmm. it was a one-year fellowship during the pandemic um, we were all stuck in an isolation and all we could do is start conversing with people and that's how it began it's literally began with uh, that uh, intention of just letting it go let it let it happen I don't know what will happen I'll create an Instagram page Mm -hmm. But right before that, uh, there was this aspect of uh, me teaching of uh, teaching dance film in a university higher education setting. Right. Right. Uh, And uh, I was teaching. It was a six month, like a one semester thing. Um, The reason I wanted to share this is because that's where it began, where um, we we had physical um, classes till three months and then lockdown. But, you know. The screen, as you said in the beginning of this uh, podcast, is what screen and how do we conceptualize screen? That this Instagram screen, the mobile screen became a space for um, sharing your processes of working with the camera. So, yes, we got into lockdown, but I just created this page uh, for the students to just share their processes of working with their family members because that's they are the only collaborators that time that they could reach out to who would become a part of this animal kingdom 
प्रोजेक्ट बाय न्यूमेरी डांस टीवी एंड विक्रम खान कंपनी दो ग्लोबल पार्टिसिपेटरी प्रोजेक्ट सो दैट्स दे वर पार्ट ऑफ दैट एंड दे वर वर्किंग विथ लाइक यू नो पीपल हु नेवर वर्क विथ लाइक लाइक पेरेंट्स एंड यू नो हेल्पर्स एंड देर ओन एनिमल्स सो इट वॉज ऑल्सो द Instagram space became a visual archiving of sorts um, uh, of of their processes of their knowledges that they were sharing and with that prompt in my mind I was then came this fellowship aspect of things and I thought okay let us develop this aspect of continuing this journey through more of visual archiving of multiple people in India who already are working with dance and camera. Uh, I knew just one person who was working at that time. I was just like reached out to her saying that. you know very extensively working only on dance and camera and the somatic camera so i was like jia that's her name jia singh arora from bombay and she like let's have a chat let's see where it takes us and i just started that you know through a conversation only each uh, people that i she knew and i started to converse and uh, there were these aspects of um, slow processes of um, uh, virtual residencies that began where uh, it was called this camera and i um, and uh, a person comes in it could be a filmmaker a cinematographer um a dancer a mover a movement artist they come they have 5 days 7 days whatever you know they just share their processes they share what inspired them uh, into dance and film uh, they share uh, working with the camera how they've been working what are the Uh, kinds of resources that we're looking at so it almost becomes like a sort of a mapping of uh, multiple knowledge systems coming together uh, and that was because it was initial uh, initially very important to locate that because nobody knows who is working where and it's almost like it just exists you know and uh, i had and i was also longing for a community uh, so slowly that community practice uh, when it sort of we started building upon a community then began the process of um, um um of bringing this body and lens festival which i mean i think for me it's more of like uh, we collaborated as a co-curator very open to you know curating more of uh, festivals which is something that i've been doing anyway um um you know so body and lens was just like a beginning to start locating um people in india and abroad and how uh, we can bring them together on one platform because screen was the only way to do that and therefore we already were creating a community of practice in india where people are making films uh, on dance um, around dance and how can we bring them back uh, into this festival screening so they were also the people who i worked with in the resident virtual residency they need, they ended up uh, also sharing their work for this festival screening and there was a seminar and some symposium of sorts where we were able to say what is this screen dance thing where do we begin from you know and how do we actually start locating I mean, do we actually need the word screen dance do we actually need pedagogy of screen dance because that was the idea of the lens uh, body and lens festival to start a a way to um sharing um knowledge uh, around this field um and how do we do that i mean i was able actually able to tune into uh, one of the zoom uh discussions uh during that festival time as well and i really appreciated just very intentionally curated it was as well and um and again the community building activities they've been i mean they were i mean incredibly visible during the pandemic but i also appreciate that you actually have a directory as well on the website i'm actually very interested because the the festival was curated with the online space in mind um again it didn't feel like a transposition of what a live screening might be like this is very much like dedicated to the online space do you ever envision this festival happening in person for the body and lens festival for me it was a one time uh, collaboration and of course there have been uh, some differences with the people who were actually you know start uh, who were organizing the festival i want to be able to still work more um as uh, a curator so i've been doing that so i feel like i need more of that very recently birmingham dance film festival um uh was i was able to curate a set of films for from the india part of things 
and now i'm working with this uh, kodi mundus dance film festival which is our the masters program that i had done uh, 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 and we it's also a very international committee you know um, where people from different parts of the world like literally a committee uh, uh, members are from like I think ten to twelve time zones. If you can, you can almost oh, imagine. Goodness, so, I can't imagine scheduling uh, that. <laughs> oh my god! You, yeah. So, I think that process now. I think I'm. I feel a little confident now um, because this Korimundus upcoming festival would be in August in France, and if I'm able to do something like this, uh, then I think I would be now initiating a duet with camera. like full fledged stuff you know um, in in india um but yeah for body and lens if you ask i'm sure the organizers are doing their own uh, body and lens but for me it was a one time definitely one time involvement it was a lot of work but it was also right. a great learning process because i learned to make a website for example like that website is just like i worked on it like i was like wow i can make websites now like you know it's just to get a sense of what are these stuff that are involved in curation mm-hmm. uh and perhaps you are right when you said about the aspect of caring thing um it i was looking for spaces that i really care for and this was perhaps body and lens um um the continuation of it was not about caring anymore right so mm-hmm. right. i have moved towards more of uh, avenues where actually there is this aspect of caring um mm-hmm. for the work as well as for the artists for the people who are going to be involved in the festival so Actually so where in France is the is that screening in August? Uh this is in uh Claire Clermont Ferrand uh in in France uh and uh yeah there is there is this I think it's on it's, it's on the north north of France uh yeah the, it, that was one of our um uh so the University of Auvergne that was one of our universities uh uh back in that Erasmus Mundus program so um this is our first ever you know dance film festival which have which we've um gotten a grant from Erasmus student alumni association to be able to 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 be able to do this you know uh, in person uh, physically there uh, on 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 like physical event which is my first time to do this uh, and it's a really caring space it's because you are uh, i'm working with another co-curator from Nigeria for example uh she's a current student in the masters program that i was doing so it's almost like it's not just about you know having people established in their fields but you know we're having this sort of a very um i wouldn't say mentor mentee but like there's this learning space where you know we help each other out there is this real this is really caring happening like she there are times when our both of us are actually sharing not talking about curatorial stuff at all we just talk about our dissertations what we're doing field work i'm struggling in the field work and i then i'd say that it's okay because you know i was also there so it's almost like this relationship is very fascinating um uh, it's new it's new uh, because i've never done this before that's, yeah that's beautiful and again that's such I mean even like talking about like sort of like the internalized hierarchies with the camera there can be that same thing with curation as well um exactly. especially I mean I've been doing festival curation for almost a decade now and there are always um external forces that determine what that curation is apart from the discussions within the group itself and again it's so it can be so hard to break through that and to really have a genuine genuine dialogue about um what's what is the work what is the work showing and why does it why does it matter and why are we why are we drawn to it as well yep yep you're right the word that you used about internalized hierarchies uh is 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 so true it's actually very true um and i think you get to it's it's a matter of time and then you know that you can choose you know um what is it that you really want um or need um for sure in terms of um uh, so if if there is caring and contemplation are like my mantra to like okay there is space for contemplation there is space for caring yes that's my space okay let's let's go there it's almost like that yeah well, that's that's beautiful and i mean every, like this yeah this conversation has really sparked a lot for me as well and definitely going to be 
mulling over quite a bit. And you already mentioned um, the event in uh, in France. What else are you working on? What other uh, projects do you have going on right now? Caregiving is a project, so that is always happening at home. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but outside world, I think uh, this festival is taking one of, uh, it's taking time as well as uh, the energy right now, which is exciting. Also, I think right now I'm working on a dance film um, uh, project. Uh, there is another, um, you know, festival in India, uh, Oro Apar, who have started a dance film festival called Manifest. Uh, uh, and I just, uh, I was so happy to see that it's dance film is really, you know, kicking, kicking up. And they are holding it in the south of India called, uh, it's called, um, yeah, Oro Apar. They are going to have, I think, their um, um, screening like 29th of July, um, if I'm not wrong. Uh, so around 29th uh, onwards, their film screening is going to be there. Uh, and they had opened up an incubator program. So I was like, uh, yeah, it was really nice. And I was like, hey, I am really looking for somewhere I can work on a dance film because I'm, yes, I'm done curation. I'm doing a lot of research, but I need to create now. So let's do that. So I've been working on one of those, um, uh, something around a dance film project because my PhD is also practice based um, and it requires for me to create a creative component, uh, which is going to be films, uh, dance films, I'm guessing. Um, and uh, this is just a start. So this is what I'm doing as of now. I'm teaching also. So I started to, uh, uh, teach um, and hopefully in design and architecture schools to bring more of like this screen dance and architecture together. So that's what I've been... Yeah, I'm very curious. I mean, I know the curriculum might be in progress, but how do you approach that? And how do you approach sort of bridging the fields? For me, I think I have to listen to architecture first than to do anything else. Um, listen to my own form. Um, Yes, but more of architects, designers. So a lot of listening needs to start. Uh, and I've started that process of just talking to people, conversing. Like this, you know, these. this, this is a conversation, right? It's it's just this aspect that it always sparks so much. Um, it, it only informs. The conversation is the inquiry, you know. And that informs uh, the um, curriculum. So my approach is through conversations right now. And then only I'll be able to figure out Ah, how do I bridge this uh, screen dance architecture thing? So I can give you an example. I did a demo. I can. Uh, I, I did a demo class in this university. Uh, it's called Anant uh, National University. They're also like in in India. They're new design school. They're also growing. They've been looking for people who would bring different kinds of you know explorations, architecture and choreography, for example. And I've been interested in that because uh, my doctoral studies is also like PhD in spatial arts. So it gives me an opportunity to reflect, you know, so uh, on, on, on this idea of um, uh, spatiality in general. So there was this demo class and I was like, uh, they said, you have 30 minutes. So I was looking at a lot of um, very few resources that actually exist to bring, you know, screen dance and architecture, like this aspect of how do you bring the elements of architecture and then relate it to dance and then see how it can... Um, transform and give a new idea for them so in this class um, I worked just with this idea of memory so when they said when you said when you asked me about uh, okay what was your earliest memory of dance and film um, I asked them the same thing uh, what was your and people have their different answers I remember this I remember that um, and every one of them have been there are three things always there there is an event for example, there is this encounter, you know, with time and movement and you have this event that you remember. There is a, there is subject, there is the body, right? Um, because you remember and you carry it also as a, as someone who remembers that trace of that, um, um, of that uh, memory, for example. Um, and last but not the least, um, movement, I think, um, because that is what is um, 
defining the carrying of the memory of that even when it occurred to the time and the body becomes important. So all these three things are what they study in uh, architecture. Um, there is an event, there is movement and there is a uh, uh, subject. The movement part of things gets a lot like um, almost like interspersed with the event part of things only. So I was saying that, okay, now we have these three things. Maybe then I move to an exercise that we do is that uh, to be able to just relate with the same thing with, for example, lab annotation. So they, they've been notating, they love drawing. So I, drawing becomes, and I've been hearing this only from architects that students of architecture and design would love drawing. So how can I make this activity such as um, a connection with um, uh, event, movement and body? Huh? So it's almost like a game exercise that we did. And that exercise opened up a lot for them because they're like, okay, I now am aware spatially it's there is this embodied and spatial awareness that you bring because that was not happening it was mostly like you draw away from your body right and you you make something you record you map something away from your body you don't you're not a part of that so if it's a door if it's a knob what would happen if you were to embody that knob if you were to embody that door and work with different choreographies so starting to think in that way opened up uh, some aspects of um, uh, space, yes, but also like some choreographers that have been working with uh, space, like um, Willie Donner, uh, that uh, bodies in urban spaces, you've seen that multiple bodies, oh, I love it. Uh, and they were like, oh my God, what, uh, for some of them were like, what is happening? And they're like, the space has now changed for me because, hey, they're just like lying in this uh, a bunch of um, uh, stairs and now the way they are sitting the way they are positioned and aligned in their space now they're feeling like okay this has completely changed the way i uh, see a space and the way they are activating it so those kind of entry points and it's very initial i know but it's a good start i guess and i mean i'm starting let's see and screen dance has all these elements. Definitely, definitely. Just boiling it down to those those three things, and even just um, I I know I mean I'm just saying this because I know I'm going to do this. Just using those almost as um, just like a starting point or a reflecting point for whatever process that you're working through. I can see like there's a huge huge value in that. Yep, yep, yep. I and I I I hope I just uh, said that correctly because I, I was like I was so. I was like so confident about event subject, and then what was that other thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god, yeah. it was quite scary. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I think it also speaks to just like how I mean how easy it is to meld them too. How they can like how easy it can be to how those two elements can have very frequent intersections as well. Yeah. Now, so. I think I just need to repeat that uh, because I'm able to just recall it now. Uh, it's event. It's event. Uh, time. Because this was also something that I read somewhere around with, uh, uh, by a professor in Turkey called Professor Zehra Esroy. Uh, she wrote this um, very interesting, it's available online. Um, I think it's an article, Building Dance and Understanding the Importance of Dance in Architectural Design Pedagogy. Huh. And she talks about this thing of, you know, okay, architecture is about this, you know, event, experience. That's the word. Oh, experience, embodiment, basically experience and embodiment come together. Event is time and movement. And lastly, subject is the body, for example. And this is exactly if, if we draw a parallel, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's dance, it's, it's screen dance, it's particularly screen dance if I want to talk about all of that. And how do we bring that, you know, so it's sort of almost like getting deeper into those three keywords. And it's actually available online also. This I was very uh, fascinated because she also talks about the same thing that this is a very niche um, subject uh, of, you know, bringing spatiality and how dance can be of value in a design and architectural pedagogy setting uh it's very niche like it's niche under it's meta niche you know <laughs> yeah 
That's a meta niche. That's the title of this episode. Meta niche. I am actually writing that down. That might actually be the title of this episode. Okay then. Okay then. Let's do this. Yeah, she did a case study also. She also almost like um, opens up a conversation of um, uh, like how do we do these exercises with them. And of course, when you think about, like, I, I also remember a conversation with uh, Douglas uh, Rosenberg. He was he was actually saying when I told him about, you know, okay, I'm doing this uh, PhD in spatial arts. And then he was like, what are you looking at and stuff? And uh, he was very, you actually told that, you know, screen dance and architecture, like, even though he begins the Oxford Book of Screen Dance through, you know, these references to Oscar Schlemmer, um, and and stuff. So he was saying that there's so many less, so many, um, so less references for uh, bringing these um, or just theorization or uh, research done with this aspect of screen dance and space and uh, archi- mostly architecture and design, and how that can be a very interesting way to um, have a have a different way of looking at space altogether. So. It's a it's a work in progress. I need to work on it a little more. So we're coming up just at the end of our conversation, and um, again, your your practice spans so many different areas of of screen dance, and in particular, I'm very interested in how you envision um, the community element uh, evolving over the next few years. Now that were um, mostly out of the pandemic, but how do you envision the um, duet with camera community um, evolving and what's sort of an idealized way, um, for lack of a better word, of how it could evolve? I think uh, primarily in the space of um, duet with camera, because it has had these three verticals of uh, practice, pedagogy and um, performance. Um, These three are the parallel elements that will be that should uh, continuously evolve in its own space. But Duet with Camera, for sure, it, through its you know promotion, distribution, education of um, um, and creation of screen dance, um, continues to you know at least set up that um, foundation for continuing a dance form or a, a basically a shared practice of any kind of movement form. Uh, the way I'm at least looking at, and I'm sure hopefully soon would be to be able to. I wouldn't say an organization, but it's almost like an official registration of it, uh, where we have uh, international and national partners uh, becoming uh, part of this collective. And I think the collective is the better word for me than saying a company or something like that. But I think I, I, I see, envision that um, where performance and technology is at the center. And since I'm now playing with motion capture technology a lot through a grant that I recently Ooh, received and I'm it's a new thing it's a new space but um, I think it's about that aspect of how technology can be not super separate but how can you know you the idea of care you know how do we use technology with care uh, can continue um, through the community building exercise uh, yes continuing the Instagram space but also now things have opened up um, somewhere somewhat I'm a part of this collective in Delhi where I'm situated right now called Khuli Kirki or Khuli Kirki's uh, translation to open windows, which we are sort of co- co-renting and co-managing since the pandemic um, began. And uh, we're almost like now we're almost, yeah, around 40 to 40, 40s uh, practitioners from Delhi um, uh, from basically uh, performing uh, artists or perf- uh, people who have been in any way associated with performance who are co-managing and co-renting the space but also using the space for you know different uh, internal grants that we're having so it's almost like a it's not an organization but we are whatever excess that we produce from this uh, renting space um, uh, we actually use it for an internal grant system so there is a community for sure that would um, be open to I am going to take some community classes for example split screen dance it's a slow process it's going to be a lot slow but there are multiple ways of continuing that interest with screen dance and I think that performance pedagogy and practice continuously needs to um, evolve Um, but yeah hopefully like now that I know frame form I would be so happy to have uh, and you know uh, 
maybe duet with camera coming together to do a um, uh, collaborative uh, podcast with people from filmmakers from india to do like a series yeah. where it's just uh, who have been working with you oh, know that'd so be incredible i'm just like hana <laughs> that would be so cool right i I'm, i i mean i'm in that's the I'm beauty in. of <laughs> <laughs> yay <laughs> whoa that became <laughs> that was nice that was so so i mean this is the thing like i think i'm really not worried about where it will go and where it will i mean it will continue uh, to grow through multiple uh, approaches uh, but um it all is always helps to have a team with my pre- current working with this korimundus dance film festival this i'm having like if, I, if we're doing this all virtually in 10 time mm-hmm. zones and the team is fantastic the team spirit is amazing the team work is amazing so i know the kind of people i want to work with the kind of you know um uh spirit that i need uh, during the process and if I, all i needed is perhaps just you know reaching out to people uh, this was a reaching out of the yeah. and yeah um and i'm sure it will become something a part of like people who are involved with duet with camera in some way or the other i hope yeah. so <laughs> oh i yeah i would be so yeah. i would be so down for that and um yeah to to be continued this was awesome thank you i mean thank you so much samaita i so i so so appreciate this and i hope everyone listening is in, as inspired as i am right now i am having so much to take away today that things that you know when you speak out when you converse it just sort of um, reenacts in your thoughts and now i'm looking at some of the things again it's almost a very very i think it's a gift in a way because uh, we don't realize how much i mean i'm really grateful that this happened we'd love to hear from you send us an email at frameformpodcast@gmail.com and engage with us on social at frameformpod that's frameform p o d Don't keep a good thing like this a secret. Invite your friends to subscribe and join the conversation. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review and rate the show. Thanks for listening.